Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Interesting story today. Uh, research uh, by CBC's Marketplace and researchers at the University of Bristol looking at NHL and NBA games find that on average, gambling messages fill up 21% of each broadcast. So there's a lot of that these days. And that wasn't the case, you know, just a few years ago. Things have shifted pretty dramatically when it comes to uh, the acceptance uh, of uh, sports betting. So, you know, a few things have happened, right? You know, the criminal code in Canada changed. It was a big Supreme Court decision in the U.S. that kind of opened the door to all of this. And the leagues pivoted very quickly from kind of shunning this to to embracing it wholeheartedly. So you see the ads and the broadcasts for various sports betting platforms uh, that's been incorporated even to, you know, the sponsorship of some teams, including the Ottawa Senators, by the way, their previous helmet sponsor was a sports betting website. And it was Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Senators who was suspended 41 games for betting on sports. Now, the specifics of what he did are still unclear, which is weird because you'd think that the league would want to, and maybe they have internally made it clear to players what is and isn't okay. Because it does seem like a contradiction for sports leagues to embrace all of this wholeheartedly, but then punish players for partaking in, in what's now illegal activity. Right? I mean, Pete Rose, legendary baseball player, uh, still not in the Hall of Fame because, of course, uh, his scandal that he was betting on sports. So you got Shane Pinto about to rejoin the Ottawa Senators after 41-game suspension uh, over in England. Ivan Tony, a, a player in the uh, English Premier League, just off of an eight-month ban uh, for his own gambling infractions. So is there some hypocrisy in how sports are dealing with all of this? And then there's also the question, like, these are athletes earning millions of dollars. Why do so many of them bet on sports? Anyway, joining us to talk more about these issues, some of that the psychology that goes into that, too. Very pleased to welcome the program here this morning. Dr. Andrew Kim, Assistant Professor, Department of Psychology at the University of Calgary. Dr. Kim, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Uh, so what do you make, first of all, of, you know, just how much the landscape has, has shifted and, and whether we really fully appreciate just what a big change it's all represented? Yeah, um, it, as you mentioned, it, it's been a huge shift. Um, so I've been studying gambling for over 10 years now, but I haven't really got into sports betting research till maybe two years ago. And why? Because I'm an avid sports fan. Um, huge, love NHL, love NBA, and I noticed this influx of advertisements. And you really couldn't escape it. So I was, I was curious, I'm like, what's happening to the landscape? And then found out about, as you mentioned, the legislative changes. Also in Ontario, they opened up the legal gambling markets. So it's no longer ran by OLG. Mm-hmm. Right now you have private operators like FanDuel coming into the market. And I was really curious to the impacts of that. So not only has the legislation allowed for single event betting, which I think in terms of sort of the Trojan horse allows for in-play betting, and you have 
other operators that are coming into the market. And what that has done is increase the accessibility. You have a lot of different operators. You can bet on your smartphone. And lots more, I would say, impact on advertisements, right? All these companies are trying to get a market share. And now you're seeing gambling advertisements everywhere, as it was pointed out by the CBC uh, Marketplace report. Right. Now, in terms of athletes themselves, um, you know, they, they do seem, you know, caught in this this uh, weird kind of a place where, you know, their leagues, their teams all embrace uh-huh, this. I mean, uh-huh. in England, most, you know, the majority of soccer teams, I think, have these these betting companies as like their, uh-huh. their jersey sponsors. Yet they're sort of discouraged from from partaking in any of this. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting bind in a sense, right? Like with what when I found out Shane Pinto's suspension, forty-one games, I immediately thought he must have been betting on NHL games. Forty-one games is a massive, yeah, it's a half a season, and to find out he wasn't betting on NHL games or there's no evidence and there's it's so shrouded in secrecy. It's odd, and I've been mauling about this as well. There's there's good research that was done by a professor at McGill, now retired, that looked at gambling among NCAA athletes. And the rates of gambling and gambling harms among collegiate athletes is higher than the general population, even though there is restrictions on gambling among Division One NCAA athletes as well. I can imagine it might be similar with professional sports. There's not much research in this area, but players are inundated with gambling-related messages and advertisements, right? Their league is partnering, not partnering per se, but allowing partnerships with advertisement with their players and their teams. And I think that sends sort of an implicit message that gambling is okay to do. It's a normal activity, and it becomes more normalized. Yeah, I think that's certainly true. And, and you know, maybe it's been going on for a long time. And, I, you know, you, you hear stories about sort of the competitive nature of some athletes. I mean, legendary stories about Michael Jordan, who just wanted to bet on everything. You were playing golf with them. I mean, every hole was a thousand dollars, thousands of dollars bet, that sort of thing. So maybe there is just in a lot of these athletes, just everything you have to up the ante, make it as competitive as possible. Does that does that drive a, a lot of this in your view? Yeah, so there's different. There's a lot of different reasons why people gamble and why people bet on sports. Some of the research that that we've done, we found things like knowledge of the game, right? Competition. Mm-hmm. They seem to be associated with greater sports betting. Now, with athletes, talk about knowledge of the game. Like even if it's not within your own sports, feel like athletes feel like they know the game more, so they might have a competitive edge. And for a lot of people, money may not be the motivating factor to gamble. It might be excitement. Put that together, and you can see why sports betting might seem attractive to current athletes. Is there a thrill aspect to it at any level? Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Like, think about not even athletes, right? Imagine going to the casino, putting $10 in a roulette, yeah. and then hitting your number, and you win 36 times your original bet. How exciting is that? Right. There is yeah, a sense exactly. of their own excitement. Especially the lights, now, the, the prob- sirens, and all the exactly. whole thing, right? Yeah. The problem is, though, like similar to other addictions, there's a tolerance that could develop. Yeah. So the first time you win $100, right? It's really exciting. But maybe to get that same thrill you felt, you might need to win 1000 And if you need to win 1000 you got to bet a lot more. 
But I mean, that, that's what seems weird, I think, you know, the disconnect that, yeah, but these guys are earning millions of dollars. Why would a hundred or a thousand <laughs> excite them? But I guess it, it still does. No, absolutely. And, you know, I've always found this really interesting as well. Well, with current athletes, um, think about, you know, the vices that we might enjoy, like having a drink or maybe eating some junk food. Um, for athletes, they really can't drink during the season. It's going to impact their performance. Right. So what can they do that gives that sort of like a dopamine hit? Yeah. Gambling might be one of them. I hear stories about athletes playing a lot of video games, right? Because, again, these are things that may not impact their performance or think they do. So it, it's a sense of thrill, excitement. It gives that bit of that dopamine hit. It makes you feel good. And it's not eating junk food. It's not drinking alcohol. It's not smoking cannabis, cannabis, which is legal in Canada, but not in the States. So there's some jurisdictions there. But, yes, yeah, one of the things that they think they might be able to do to feel good, get that excitement, other than competing in in their respective sports. It's interesting. I think we are still kind of navigating this this new world. And I know for leagues, for professional sports leagues, even though it's still kind of murky around what happened with Shane Pinto, it sounds like the uh-huh. NHL did sort of reach out to players or via the union and just sort of make clear, here's kind of where the, the rules are. Certainly don't bet on hockey. Don't be uh-huh. even leaking information that could influence betting lines or, or anything like that. So there is the integrity of the game perspective that leagues need to be cautious about. And even broadly, I guess as a society, right? We're, we're still navigating all of this. Yeah, I think it really comes down to integrity of the sport, right? Yeah. I get that not betting on your own sport, even if you bet yourself to win, it, it can damage the integrity, right? Like, yeah. think about point spreads. Yeah, exactly. You could, you could technically, if it's over under, say five, I mean, you could influence that. Um, the other thing that's sort of striking is that with the demographic of young NHL or NBA players that are coming into the league, right, 18 to 25, research suggests that for sports gambling, those seem to be the more vulnerable groups and that are more likely to engage in sports betting. So you have young athletes coming in now making a lot of money. They're, in terms of the cognitive brain development, it's not fully developed. And so it's sort of like a perfect storm. And then you go to the rink and you see all these advertisements. You know you're not allowed to bet on your your own league, but NHL doesn't state that you can't bet on other sports. And so, you know, without knowing much more what Shane Pinto did, because they're not going to release that, Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to see where to draw that line. And I'd be curious to see what the NHL stance is. Like, yeah, definitely can't bet on NHL games. But what else can you not do, and how clear are those guidelines? We'll see where it all goes from here. Uh, Andrew, appreciate your insight on all this. Thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Oh, my pleasure.